welcome to Throwback Reviews Podcast. We almost didn't make our commitment of one episode a month, but we're here recording early, earlier for you, right? You're an hour behind me. It's eight o'clock in the morning on uh, the day before Halloween. What's going on, Rob O'Hara? How you doing, buddy? Seven o'clock here, which is um, what time I normally start work. So normally uh, during the week, it doesn't feel so early, but on a fall weekend, it feels very early for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I've actually been up a few hours. My do- I-, I pretty much get up at the same time all the time. My dog gets me up like between, between four and five. Um, he just does this little squeak outside the door. Cause we could sleep at the door shut. Otherwise I'll be in there at like two. Um, and it just, boom, I'm up like that, man. It's so I'm used to this. You know what I mean? And plus I wanted to, there's a couple of things I needed to do before we recorded. And this is like not normal. We never record this early in the morning. It's usually, you know, we usually probably start around eight o'clock at night and we finish usually around 11. It's not Sometimes all, we end early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It's not always podcast related, but when we, usually when we get on, uh, we're on for quite some time, so. But here we are, sticking to our commitment of once a month. I I almost forgot. Like I had to go back and go. Did we record in the beginning of October, or end of September, and uh, and then just you know with Halloween right here, we wanted to do an episode. We've done one in the past, uh, a long time ago. So we may repeat some things. Who knows? We didn't re- you know listen back or anything. But anyways, um, let's. Uh, Let's get into our Halloween episode, and I think we both were talking the other day about how you know, it, you know, you kick off the Christmas season, right? I mean, some places you go now, like if you go to like Home Depot, Lowe's, stuff like that, like they already got Christmas trees and everything yep. out, right? Yep. And I'm not one of those people who complains like it's too early. Like I don't care, it doesn't bother me. Um, but usually, I think most people are, are are cool with like after Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Um, and then I think after Halloween, you start getting ready for Thanksgiving. At least I do. I start thinking of it. I start listening to old, like, you know, watching old parades from when we were kids in the 80s and stuff like that. But I think for me, and I think you were kind of the same, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, you start getting into the Halloween spirit. Um, I think it's, like, it's like probably the beginning of October, but when the seasons change, at least up here up north, for me, when it starts, the days get shorter, and it gets a little windy and it's getting a little chilly. That's when I start getting into like, okay, this is what Halloween feels like. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I don't like Christmas stuff being out this time of year. No. <laughs> when I was a kid, Christmas season started when you saw Santa Claus coming at the end of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Right. So uh, it's Thanksgiving up until, you know, after the turkey has been devoured. I mean, that's that's Thanksgiving time, and then you watch that parade, you know, and uh, you see Santa. And now it's Christmas time. So seeing Christmas stuff uh, out right now does bug me, <laughs> and uh, it doesn't. If if they had room for that and Halloween stuff, I guess it wouldn't bother me as much. But uh, we went to uh, one of the big. You know, we went to Spirit Halloween. Um, couple days ago and it's like picked dry there is nothing there and of course they they have to time that stuff i mean they don't want to have a a store full of masks and uh, you know it's it's hard to sell the old 
knife through the head headband in the middle of December, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like they got to sell it by, by Halloween and that's it. But, uh, you know, going into places like Hobby Lobby or big lots, I always enjoy going to big lots and going and seeing all the Halloween stuff and there's nothing there. I mean, they, they time it to where that stuff is gone the week before Halloween and they're putting out Christmas trees and stuff. So, but yeah, I I do agree with you. I think, uh, fall, you know, when it starts getting cool when it turns into hoodie weather, when, uh, you know, that kind of signifies that's, that triggers my brain to start thinking about, uh, that Halloween's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 to go back to the Christmas, I don't get excited right now. I just don't get annoyed. So I'll just clarify that. Like I'm not all like jazzed up about like Christmas yet, but I don't get mad. I know some people get really irritated when they hear the music (laughs) and I haven't heard any music yet, but I'm gathering that by next week I'll be somewhere and I'll hear some kind of Christmas music. So it's coming. um, Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, up here, you know, when the leaves start turning, the leaves start falling, that reminds me of being a kid and, and I can remember as a kid we had the um, the big plastic pumpkin heads, right, that I think that were actually, and I'm not talking about the McDonald's, you know, buckets, but they were like these big plastic pumpkin heads that you could use for trick-or-treating, I guess, which I never did. I think we used mostly like uh, either pillowcases or stuff like that, but I would use them and I would get, you know, dad's old jeans and a, and a flannel and I would always try to make like a scarecrow on the porch and fill them like you, <laughs> you use the leaves, like you had to rake the leaves and you would stuff right. it with, with the leaves and everything. So I can remember, uh, remember doing that as a kid. So I guess that's part of why I, you know, the leaves falling and everything in, in the cool air, I started thinking about that, but um, yeah, man, you, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say my my uh, the house I grew up in uh, is at the end of a street and it faces the street. So there's houses on both sides of the street all the way down, and then our house. Like if you drove down the street, you would drive into our driveway where the street ends. And so because of that, everybody's leaves would fall in their front yards and blow and end up in our yard. And of course we had this big chain link fence, you know, so that that's when you could tell it was falls when we would come home and our fence, you couldn't see through it because it would just be a wall of leaves. You know, the, the wind would just hold the leaves there. And I'm going to tell you this, I never raked a leaf in my life and nobody in my family has ever raked a leaf in their life. My dad would just say, you know, they're not my leaves. It came from those other people's yards, and he'd leave it, and eventually the wind would take him on. But, I mean, we never, uh, you know, I always, when you watch these uh, fall and Halloween specials and shows, there's always that thing where the kid gets sent out with the rake and is raking up leaves, putting them in bags. Never happened once in my family. <laughs> we were we were the family that would pass on the leaves to the next people. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they yeah. They'll clean themselves up in some some fashion, or up here. If you don't, you're gonna you're gonna clean them up with the snow. That happens a lot here, you know. Because mm. because in some neighborhoods, uh, I'm in a new neighborhood, so um, I, I've been actually. I think last year, most of the time, I just kind of mulched them with the lawnmower. But like where I used to live, you could rake them, put them to the curb. They didn't want them in the street. Like they'd want them on like that between the sidewalk and the curb. If you have a sidewalk, so like here we don't. But um, you would, they didn't want them in the street, but on the curb right by there. And they would come around a couple times throughout the season. And they would, uh, they had like a big vacuum. And they would uh, 
rake them into there and a guy would suck them up into the truck or whatever. But if you, uh-huh. but if we had like an, an unseasonable, uh, untimely snowfall or something, it could be a mess. You know what I mean? So here uh, now I'm, I don't have as many, like I took a big tree down that fell in my neighbor's yard last year. So, um, that's a lot of leaves we don't have to clean up this year, but yeah, there's a lot of people like that, man. They're just like, screw it. <laughs> They'll decompose. They're good, go. for, they're good for the grass <laughs> or whatever. So. Have you ever done leaf rubbings? Um, we did this, I think, in seventh grade or eighth grade. And, you know, you go back to school, you know, still the end of summer when you go back to school here. We went back like at the end of August. And then around September, October, the leaves would start to fall. And we had a science teacher that took us out. We had to bring crayons, I think. And, and we walked around the school grounds and we had to collect different kinds of leaves and I always thought, I remember at that time thinking, like, this is a new hobby for me. This is something I'm going to get into is the leaf rubbing. This was the and beginning. I don't think I, yeah, well, it was also the end. <laughs> I don't think I ever did it again. And also, we only had one kind of leaf, it seemed like, in our yard, you know. So uh, just if you wanted a whole book of different types of maple leaves, great. <laughs> but, yeah, I, it was one of those things that we did and seemed interesting at the time, but I never revisited it. Yeah, yeah. So I never did that. You know, there were so many leaves, just kind of eh, whatever. I do like this. It's weird. I like the smell of like, I guess you'd say the rotting leaves when they fall. Like it just has a smell mm. to it. That's that's fall for me. I always tell my wife when we take walks, like that's the scentsy or that's the candle scent that I want from my room. Like I have apple cinnamon going right now, right? Um, and that's a whole nother thing with pumpkin spice. You know, people. I think just like Christmas music, people start getting irritated with pumpkin spice this and that and that. Um, Again, I don't care. It just kind of brings in that time. Um, but I always go, man, I want rotted leaves, you know, smell, especially especially <laughs> like, a, like a birch tree or something. I don't know, something about those leaves. Uh, when I would take, you know, long runs in my, in my old neighborhood, there was a section where I would just always get this smell of like birch leaves that, have, that would drop. So it was kind of like a highlight of my, of my long run. But um, anyways, so... Uh, Another thing I think that started to kick off the season was you would see um, you know, different things come out on the market, right? And one of them that I remember um, a lot was uh, was the Carvel cakes. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, they don't have Carvel down here in the uh, Midwest. I guess that's a East Coast thing. And the only, the only, my only exposure to that was when the beastie boys and of course this was later i mean they they recorded this song very early and before in fact before they were rapping they they were it was the kind of their first rap song was uh called cookie puss and it was uh them playing snippets of the the commercial of the mr cookie puss cake from carvel and them calling the store and asking for cookie puss and things like that and i was like what and the world are they talking about, you know? And then people said, oh, it's this cake from, from this place. And then eventually, you know, I don't even think I had the internet then, but eventually I, I learned about cookie puss cakes uh, from Carvel. But yeah, never I've never been to a Carvel uh, shop or anything like that. I do remember we, a local place here, I mean, relatively local here in the Midwest is a Brahms ice cream. And they would have some holiday flavors like pumpkin ice cream or a fall ice cream but um 
you know, I'm I'm not I'm I'm kind of slowly stepping up to the bar on pumpkin spice. Like I'm not one of those people that gets super excited when they go, Oh, Starbucks has pumpkin spice now. I go, eh, okay. But I, I you know, I kinda like what I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I don't uh um you know jump on the, the pumpkin spice thing and so like if I were going to Brahms uh, they make a pretty good hot fudge sundae, you know. So I'm not just because it's a limited time doesn't mean that I I want it. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. I'm not huge on the on the pumpkin spice either, but I I always wanted one of these ice cream cakes. And uh, just uh, for anyone who maybe isn't sure which ones they had, I think this might uh, this might jog your memory a little bit. Hi there, I'm Dumpy the Pumpkin. Carvel's Halloween ice cream cake. I weigh 44 ounces and serve 10 to 12 people. Happy Halloween party? I'm Wicked a Witch, and I weigh 45 ounces. We're both made fresh daily at your participating Carvel ice cream store. You want to send one to a friend? Please phone 800-327-GIFT and call a cake honors most major credit cards. Thank you. <laughs> that's you know, the, that's the most memorable part is him at the end. If you want to see <laughs> him talking, I, we bought a uh, a talking scale for our bathroom, and uh, you have to nudge it before you stand on it. So you you press it, you know, with your toe, and it's this lady's voice, and she goes, "Hello, I'm ready." And then you stand on it, and then it reads your weight or whatever, and then she goes, "Goodbye." And it's such a weird thing to have something that shouldn't be talking to you to to say things like that. And it's strange to hear a cake saying, I feed 10 to 12 people. <laughs> like, because now when you're eating a slice of cake, you're like, I'm sorry, Mrs. Witch. <laughs> I'm eating part of you. That's okay. I'm here for you to eat my ribs. <laughs> That's a strange thing for a cake to be telling you. Uh, you're going to enjoy eating my face. <laughs> well, the thing that I find always um, interesting is that it says 10 to 12. 10 to 12, right. what? Two-year-olds, they aren't going to eat very much? Like, No, that's that's probably two servings for me. Maybe two and right. a half. Like we uh, just split one before lunch. Oh man. my god, I'm, I'm a monster when it comes to ice cream. Ice cream cakes when you have those little crunches at the bottom, and I never had one of these. Like I didn't experience oh. a Carvel cake for years until um, I was probably, you know, a young teenager. Is when maybe I would get uh, ice cream cakes for my birthday or something like that. But I remember these that, that commercial. You know, as going through and doing some Halloween research on things, and I came up, with, I saw that I was like, oh my. God, yes. I love when I think that's part of the joy of doing not just this podcast, but just being a fan of nostalgia, right? And 80s specifically, because so much is um, can be triggered just by audio, right? Like, mm. I think that's something and this is a, it's kind of a side tangent, but something that I think our kids won't maybe necessarily have that we have. And I don't mean to sound like an old man, but um, but really, I mean, we don't even have to see these commercials a lot of times. That's why I wanted to play some of these, because I think just the sound of them is going to trigger that memory of like, oh, my gosh, like we have, uh, you know, back then, I don't think the commercials, we, we probably were like, oh, another commercial, you know, want to get back to the Dukes or whatever it is. But now we're like, no, <laughs> we love these commercials, you know, and, right. and, and I will say like my kids, um, my, even my like more so my younger kids can appreciate them to a degree. I can't tell you how many times 
I pick up my daughter from a friend's or whatever, and I get in the car and I hook my phone up. I have an iPhone. I hook it up to the my Volkswagen, and it automatically starts playing whatever was last. And a lot of times, their commercials, '80s commercials, I just I just put them on for the drive because they're you know they're just calming or whatever. And um, I'm like, man, you just don't understand. <laughs> the joy of these commercials and she's like yeah the com- we don't have those dad i'm like no you don't but yeah isn't it ironic that in the 80s uh, when we would record television shows we would want to pause and take out yes, the commercials yes and now... and now that's the part that we want you yeah. know i mean when i find a tape you know i, I dig through i uh, go to these thrift stores and and i'll find you know there'll be a tape and it, it'll say like you know Star Trek: The New Generation, and I'm like, and and I mean, uh, you know, all those shows are available on DVD or they're on streaming or whatever. So it's not about the shows, but I run home and I pop it into my VCR and I go, and then all, and then you're like that first commercial break, and then it goes, and it's gone, and then it goes back to the show, and you're like, oh no, they cut out the best part. I wanted to see the commercials. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you say that, like, uh, because now they have the studio here, and I have a VCR, thanks to you. Um, it works with my TV, but oh, nice, nice. But um, you know, I've been you know wanting to get over to my mom's house in the basement because she has like those cabinet drawers, right? Those cabinets you had the fake wood plastic yeah. that you put all your tapes in, and, oh. and I want to kind of go through them. But I I know that majority of them are from HBO, and that's always been a running theme here, and probably with most people our age that are, are nostalgic fans of um, oh, I saw it on HBO. I saw it on Cinemax. I saw it on HBO, right? Um, so I'm not, other than the, maybe the intro to HBO, which are, are cool, and mm-hmm. I love hearing those too, I'm not going to probably find, I don't think we taped a lot, but I'm going to go through it because I know she did sometimes, maybe the movie of the week or something like that, but that's when I'm at like these thrift stores. I'm, I know you've done it. You've purchased these tapes. I feel kind of weird doing it, but um, I, I may just for those commercials, although... I mean, the legwork's been done. If you go on YouTube, I mean, I couldn't believe the amount of Halloween compilations that are out there because I, mm-hmm. I never really mm-hmm. searched them. Um, you know, I'm usually doing Christmas commercials or just 80s commercials in general, but so many are out there. So I probably won't because I probably will be one of those things where um, I'm buying them and then I never do it. And I'm like, what am I going to do with all these tapes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So even with my VCR, like I, I, I have, you know, certain movies that I loved as a kid that I, I have on tape. And some are actually from when I was a kid. Some I bought very cheap. I'll be honest, the likelihood of me sitting out here and watching them on there, probably not going to happen that often, but I want the option to do it. Cause I see, I always get these crazy ideas. Like I'm going to come in here uh, one day and have some pizza and, and watch. <laughs> I'm not, I know I'm not going to do it, but I like that. It's here. Do you know what the I mean? Option so, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of it, you know, I, I did the same thing where I I put a uh, one of the, those little streaming boxes out there in the uh, lobby of my uh, movie room, and I have it set up to where when it turns on, it will automatically start playing random cartoons from the '80s. And you know that's that's the idea is that I'll get up some morning and you know get up early and go out there, take a box of cereal or something, take a cereal with a bowl of milk and go out and it'll be a random cartoon. And then I thought, I'm almost 50. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be 50 in a couple of years. What am I doing with my life? Why am I watching, you know, Punky Brewster cartoons at 8 in the morning? You know, I, I got stuff to do. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I I agree with you on that. And the VCR tapes, 
uh, you know, when you said the HBO tapes, I just wanted to remind you that uh, I have picked up some of those tapes and something that I had forgot about until I watched one was that someone on one of the tapes, they had just basically put in a tape and recorded for six hours. So they got three movies and on the label, it just had three movie names, you know. But what HBO used to do is like if a movie was an hour and 45 minutes, then they would pad that 15 minutes with all kinds of like interviews and clips for upcoming shows and things like that. So there is some, even though they're HBO tapes, now most of, like what you said, most of what you find is someone just recorded three movies one after another Mm -hmm. uh, and put the tracking number. (laughs) So it'll say like fast forward to, you know, 320 to get to the next movie or whatever. But um, yeah, it's uh, when you find something from the 80s, if it's holiday related or with the commercials or whatever, uh, it it does feel like a goldmine, even though, like you said, a lot of that's already on YouTube. Yeah. Um, Another one that uh, I never really experienced was uh, the the Dunkin' Donuts uh, commercial. Those were so famous as far as like time to make the donuts there were so many different ones but i think uh i maybe i'm wrong but i think these kind of kicked some stuff off here as halloween approaches you have to prepare yourself for what might happen more orange sprinkles it's a special time of year and dunkin donuts is dressing up their donuts for the occasion and here's the werewolf so come to Dunkin' Donuts and get into the spirit of Halloween. We'd like some Halloween donuts, please. Oh. Um, I I never had the Dunkin' Donuts. I remember the commercial, but I didn't have the uh, the specialty uh, donuts. And I think that I I could be wrong, but I, it feels like that kind of kicked off. Maybe as we got older, more places doing that. Right. Like I was we were talking before the show about um, all the different types of treats and stuff that you could buy at the store. Right. And now you go down any aisle and hostess and every everybody that makes some sort of snack now pretty much has some sort of, you know, it's either pumpkin this and, uh, you know, it's some sort of different thing. But there was these there was like the Pillsbury uh, cookies that you would cut out. Again, these are things that I didn't have. I'm not. I'm not being bitter. I'm just saying I remember the commercials. But you know, it, like you had the Pillsbury dough that you would cut with a knife. It was already imprinted inside, like the the color. Oh of like a yeah. Or okay. Yeah. So yeah. 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 They're, they're the things like now that my kids want to get. My wife's like, no, we'll make cookies. Like, <laughs> and and my mom probably did the same thing. Um, but but yeah, these uh. You know, now you go to a donut shop and there's they're they're crazy, right? I've seen people posting different places that are they have donuts, but I can remember uh, the Dunkin' Donuts. Like I said, the commercials always stood out. Time to make the donuts, and there was like different ones for different times of the year. But I can remember wanting these, <laughs> just and never getting them. Um, I do think though, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, probably is like people bringing them into school, maybe the Munchkins or something. But I don't think they were. I don't think they're Halloween. Um, themed, right? I think just I can remember people bringing in munchkins. I think, uh, well, the other thing that I remember is, uh, or that you see now more than then, is Halloween cereals. You know, and of course, there's been this huge thing this year about the uh, General Mills, the monster cereals. Everybody's been, you know, chasing down, oh, I got to find Monster Mash. I, you know, I got to get Count Chocolate. Of course, when we were kids, Count Chocula and Frankenberry were available year round. It wasn't until 
oh, about 10 years ago where they stopped doing that and turned it into a, a seasonal cereal. But I've seen things on Twitter where people are saying, oh, there's a new Captain Crunch holiday something, you know, Halloween. And, and um, I, I tell you what, if you want to talk about a first world problem, <laughs> when people are like, I can't find this holiday yeah. cereal and people are tweeting, they're like, go to Target. No, it's at Walmart neighborhood. I saw a case yesterday. I'm like, now we're like chasing down uh, specific cereals, you know, which is kooky. But um, I do remember that Dunkin' Donuts uh, commercial in uh, Oklahoma City. Basically, my whole life until maybe 10 years ago, uh, there was only one Dunkin' Donuts. Now there's two, and neither one is close to me. So when we would occasionally, like my dad would take us to go get a donut or something. Now there were other, of course, like local Daylight Donuts is big here, other places, you know. But uh, for a Dunkin' Donut, that was like a special trip, and, and we would have to be doing something on that side of town, you know. Um, but I mean, for me, like, like we're so old school. Like if somebody told me in the eighties, oh, they're going to have a Halloween donut. I think that's going to be a donut with chocolate icing and maybe some orange sprinkles Mm -hmm. or maybe a plastic, like that's how they did it in our day with like a plastic plastic ring, (laughs) right? Like, yeah. Or the, um, the, either the spider ring or like a little cutout of a ghost that would have almost like a, uh, a spike on the bottom, you know, Mm -hmm. or a skull and you stick it in the food. So, I mean, you know, you get a slice of pizza. Now you got Halloween pizza. (laughs) I mean, that, that was, that was the effort that they put into it. Now, uh, I remember a couple of years ago when, Dunkin' Donuts around Halloween, they were doing their Ghostbusters, and and every donut looked like a work of art, you know, with either Slimer or the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and we bought a dozen uh, Halloween donuts the uh, a couple of years ago from Krispy Kreme, and everyone had like, you know, picture of Dracula, I mean, just amazing artwork, and you're like, there was nobody in the 80s that put that much effort into one donut. <laughs> I think the craziest you'd get it was like uh, you get that donut that had maybe like crushed up Oreo and then like a gummy worm. So it was. So oh it was yeah. Dirt, which, yeah. To me, that's gross. But I'm not. I'm not <laughs> yeah. a gummy person. Yeah, I'm not really big on gummy stuff. I tried Isn't gummy that? worms when I was a kid. And oh, just, you don't like it? I tried to like it because everyone loved gummy worms, but I was like, yeah, I'm just really not into this. Give me the pretzels. I just saw, we were at that same Halloween store. They had a, uh, the aisle of, they have the aisle of normal Halloween candy. And then next to that is the half aisle of special, like Halloween only, uh, you know what I mean? Like themed Halloween candy. And they had these little paper boxes that looked like Chinese takeout. And it said, uh, Halloween noodles <laughs> and it had the like gummy worms, but it looked like it was in a, a Chinese uh, uh, takeout box, which uh, is fun. You know, the other we were talking about, like, I think in the 80s, maybe they were just lazy, the donut people like you would they would give you, you know, say, oh, Halloween donuts. And then they give you one that's filled, you know, with the mm. uh, jelly. And they're like, ah, that's blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Like yesterday, you were selling the same donut. <laughs> but, ah, these are Halloween. These are blood filled. Okay, we were pretty easy to trick back then. I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm I'm boring when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like don't like I hate jelly. I don't I don't mind like a white cream, 
but I don't like Bavarian cream. I don't like jelly. And, you know, um, my palate is very boring when it comes to basically like desserts. I like chocolate, <laughs> anything like that, but I don't like anything with like tons of filling and, uh, where my wife and kids, they love, like my wife loves like key lime pie or stuff like that. And I'm like, Ooh, gross. Well, thank you. You think about, um, uh, like, and like a hamburger, like, it sounds like you're like, you know, you like meat, you like cheese. I like that stupid thing. That's four decks high with all kinds of stuff hanging off. Like, like the top's got mustard, the middle's got ketchup, the bottom's got mayo, there's stuff dripping off it. I mean, that's what I want in a donut. Mm. I want <laughs> I want a filling. I want icing. I want uh, we have this place called um Hertz Donut, which I their logo is this giant uh band-aid, and I didn't get the joke and and I was like, I don't understand, you know, uh, we want to go to this place. And then uh I had mentioned Hertz Donut and uh then my wife punched me in the arm and I go, ow, and she goes, hurts, don't it? <laughs> mm. <laughs> and their logo is like a big band-aid, and I go, Oh, now I get it, you know. But one of their specialties, and it's and they're doing it right now with those General Mills monster cereals, is they make a big donut that's covered with cereal on top. So, you know, you got your donut. You get your icing, and then they put cereal on it that sticks in the icing. So you could go get a chocolate donut with Count Chocula cereal on top of it. I mean, that's like, I'm telling you, that's a meal. Yeah. That's not like. It's also <laughs> you your calories. On a plate. It's also your calories for the day, too. For the whole, yeah, you're going to end up like a mummy yeah. if you eat that thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so she does that. I I have mine in the car. Nicole does not like it anymore. I used to do it a lot when we were younger. But like when there's a stop sign up ahead, but there'll there'll be a sign that says stop ahead, and then I'll just kind of not smack her on the forehead, but kind of <laughs> give her a little tap on there. So what are you gonna stop ahead when we're driving? So yeah, I I hadn't done it in a while. I tried it a couple weeks ago. She's like, okay, you can stop now. Um. <laughs> so so I I you know when we were younger, I think um. Like the Ben Cooper, people talk about the the costumes. That's like a big thing that people talk about, right? And I, I believe I had a couple. I don't even remember what it was, but I can remember that cheap plastic. And <laughs> did you ever? Did you try to like smush your tongue out the like little mouth hole, breathing hole, and it would crack and stuff? I don't know. I would do that, but I remember the yeah, rubber band. Your tongue, or you'd be like, oh, 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 yeah, and then yeah, it would be all raw afterwards. Yeah. By the way, I just bought one of those masks. Uh, did you? What'd you get? We were at- I got the devil guy, which uh, uh, somewhere around here. But the um, uh, when we were at Spirit Halloween, uh, all, I mean, Spirit Halloween had uh, an entire row that said Halloween mask, and it was just empty pegs sticking off. You know, I mean, it was all gone. Not that we were really looking; it was just we were just stopping by, you know, right, to see yeah. what was there. But they did have a little area, and it said uh, vintage style masks, and they had. The devil one, they had the Frankenstein one. I think they had the vampire Dracula looking one, maybe one or two others. Uh, and they were $12.95 for just the mask. You don't get the, the plastic frock uh, thing that you used to get, you know. Uh, it was it was just the mask, and I thought, I mean, I liked it. And I thought, oh, you know, after Halloween, I'll just hang that on the wall. And, and then again, you know, you get back to that thing where you go, like when we were kids and our and my, my parents were my age, they weren't hanging 
plastic devil masks on the wall. Maybe they. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they also didn't have, they also didn't have Star Wars wall, and they didn't have a lot of stuff that we have. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's funny that uh, Nicole was just at Spirit Store as well with my daughter, and she was telling me about them, and she wanted to get get one or something, but she's like, oh, it's twelve bucks for one for one mask." So it's funny that you brought that up. Let's listen to this. Everybody's heading for Woolworth and Woolco to get set for Halloween. There's costumes of TV favorites like Wonder Woman and the Hulk. There's popular characters from Star Wars. And there's superheroes like Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, and many more at bare bones prices. $2.38 to $4.17. And there's spook sticks, space pops, Halloween's wrapped candy of every kind, all at the favorite Halloween haunts. Woolworth and Woolco. Um, yeah, the prices that's now I think that commercial to be fair is probably either late seventies, early eighties, somewhere around there. I mean, but still that price price point compared to, to now. Right. And, and, um, I I really, I have to try and see if I can, maybe one of my my mothers, I do have some of our photo albums. I, I don't recall seeing any pictures. I know I had one of the best. It may not have been Ben Cooper. Maybe there is another brand or something, but I had that. Mm, yeah. And we we got them at Kmart. Like, we didn't have Walmarts here when I was a kid. We had uh, Kmart, which was the national chain. We had Hills, which I think was more of a regional store. Um, people on the East Coast would remember the the little uh, Hills is where the toys are. But, like, Hills and Kmart, um, you know, stores like that where you would get your costumes. It's We didn't even have Woolworths. But I just love that commercial, and I love the price pointing on it. There's a few of them. Um, so, you know, we did have them. And, again, I, it might have been Frankenstein. When you said that, it kind of like I can see it, but I have to check on that. But it, a lot of times it was, you know, what do you want to be? Oh, I want to be a cowboy or I want to be Dracula or something like that. Um, so you're always trying to be creative in what you were going to be for Halloween, especially as a kid. When you got older, it was you, know, you still were, but – as a kid, you really were, it, it was a big deal. You know what I mean? You wanted to be that character or some sort. I was big into cowboys. I was big into army men when I was a kid. But, um, yeah, it was um, when I saw that, I was like, wow. Again, early 80s. But then again, that was more of our prime too, right? I mean, by 84, I was 10. I was still dressing up. But after that, you know, probably not so much maybe. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, you mentioned Ben Cooper and most people, uh, remember, uh, uh, Ben Cooper's name when it comes to those type of costumes, the other big one, his big competitor was Collegeville. Uh, and, and, but so if you had one of those, those types of costumes with the mask and the, and the plastic, you know, suit that had a picture of what the person was <laughs> like Frankenstein, you know, the, the plastic thing you wore didn't. Uh, you know, it wasn't Frankenstein's suit. It was just a picture of Frankenstein and then would say Frankenstein, you know, so when you went and knocked on somebody's door, they knew who you were. Yeah. Uh, but there is a great documentary called Halloween in a Box, and that's what it's about. It's about all those uh, Ben Cooper. It tells the whole story of uh, the Ben Cooper costumes in Collegeville and, like, when they started and... Uh, the, the big difference between the two companies was Ben Cooper wanted to do licensed figures, you know, so they were right. the ones that did Star Wars, Star Trek, all the things like that. Um, whereas uh, Collegeville 
they wanted to do like they were just the generic ones like clown or you know astronaut or whatever right so it, it wasn't a license and so it was two different business models um and then there, of course there's a big con uh, a conflict or controversy in the middle of it which is uh when there was the the big thing and, and i think we're going to talk about this later in the show but when there was uh, when it started with those aspirin murders, remember that, mm -hmm. that people were tampering with aspirin. And so there became this, this thing that said, uh, basically that Halloween's not safe, that people are worried about what you might get, you know, uh, like you might get infected or poisoned or something, uh, treats. And basically they canceled Christmas or not Christmas. Uh, they canceled it's my <laughs> Christmas is Halloween. Uh, they canceled, you know, trick or treating. And they said, you know, it's not safe for kids. Don't do it. And so the, the, towards the end of this documentary, it's about how all these competitors teamed up to try to save trick or treating. And they came up with uh, these books that they handed out to, tell people well you can trick-or-treat when it's light outside or have an adult go with you and they basically they were like if trick-or-treating is over we are all out of business yeah. and it was like almost like a meeting of the mafia of the you know like the heads of all the families and they're like getting together uh in this one thing so but that uh documentary i looked all i knew it came out a couple of years ago halloween in a box and because if you remember when you bought those costumes they came in a cardboard box and they had the little see-through yeah. area where you could see yep. the mask, right? I couldn't find that documentary, and it is on YouTube. So you can just go to, to YouTube I, and watch it. My, my question is, why am I just hearing about this now? Why have you not told me that we talk, <laughs> we talk multiple times a week? <laughs> you know what? I just saw it like a month ago. And, of course, I mean, the best thing is they just show costume after costume and all those old great masks. And one thing I didn't realize about those masks uh, they, there's a, a interview with one of the artists who made the mask and, and they say, Hey, can you go, can you make a clown mask? And he was like, yeah, probably, you know, and he went home and drew this great looking clown. And then they came back and they said, okay, but you can only use four colors. Like he can't make it, uh, you know, mm -hmm. this really detailed, you only get four colors of ink. And so if you look back at those masks and once they said that, you're looking at every single one. They only have four colors, no matter what it is. If it's the devil, you know, it might have red and yellow and black or whatever, or the, uh, you know, white and black. <laughs> a lot of times we're two of the four colors, but when you, when you know that and you start looking at them, uh, you know, it really stands out. Uh, the thing, so I grew up in a family where my mother loved to sew and make clothes, uh, not just Halloween costumes, but... Uh, in the eighties, I, I was the only kid that had a lot of homemade jams. So, so you're that kid. <laughs> yes. There's always that kid whose mom likes to sew. Yeah. You know, I, I had this shirt that looked like Theo from, uh, the Cosby show, the one long sleeve and, and the buttons don't line up. Uh, no, she was, she was really going to make it close. But as a, as a kid, when you wanted to pick out your costume, like you would, like if I said, well, this is an example. I said, I want to be Chewbacca. Well, my mom can't make a Chewbacca mask, you know? So we worked out a compromise very early on, which was she would let me buy the plastic mask, but she would make the costume. Mm -hmm. So there's a picture of me and my sister. I'm dressed as Chewbacca. 
She's dressed as this is a very strange mask. Uh, I'll have to see if I can look it up, but it's a Scooby-Doo mask, except for the mask is pink. And hmm. so it was like Scooby-Doo for girls, I think, you know? But so I got the Chewbacca mask, and then she made me a brown jumpsuit that had big gloves where she had sewn fur onto the back of the gloves. And, it, you know, so she would make the costume, but she would still let me buy the mask. And, you know, a couple of years later, I was a stormtrooper. She made a white jumpsuit with the whole thing, and then I got the stormtrooper mask. So, you know, it was a good compromise between buying something for Halloween. Uh, but also, you so, know, her making something. So your agreement with your mother was that you could pick out whatever mask you wanted as long as the body was something that was going to be a solid color. So you could be, Darth, much. You could be Darth Vader, get a black jumpsuit. Well, a couple of years later, I was a devil and it could was be, all red. So I think you're on to something. Were you a smurf and, uh, at any point? <laughs> just some solid color. I was, I was, uh, yeah, a tornado or I was just all gray one year. Now, um. You know, the, the the other thing about, I don't see this today versus when we were kids, but back then it doesn't seem like I got a lot of wear out of my Halloween costumes and not from just going to events. There's a picture I have of me on my bicycle. I'm in my backyard and I want you to get this whole visual image. Uh, first of all, uh, I am wearing red tights. Uh, with red bicycle shorts over them. Okay, so we're then going I'm wearing Papa Smurf. A red polo uh, with a red cape. And then I have on a devil mask and these rubber devil demon gloves that were about 82 sizes too big for my hands. I mean, they were like for a large adult. And I was probably, you know, 10 or 11 when I was wearing this. But the best part about this is that if you look in the background, it's obviously spring. <laughs> so, I mean, this was a Halloween costume I had. I'd gone dressed up as the devil, but, you know, it wasn't like you just wore that and threw it away. It went back into my closet, and every now and then, you know, you'd, you'd go out, and like, I have no idea why I was just riding my bicycle around the neighborhood dressed as the devil. <laughs> I'm sure there are other people in my neighborhood that have stories about me. Because <laughs> you weren't running, running like a ninja, so... No, Robbie no. O'Hara like to dress up, right? Hey, I did go as a ninja uh, for Halloween one year, and um, I wanted to ask you about this because this kind of leads into a story. But uh, it was a year that we had gone trick or treating, and this was the first year that I ever received a gift certificate, a McDonald's gift certificate for Halloween. And you could redeem it, and I believe it was for a hot fudge sundae. And so after we were done trick-or-treating, my mom said, hey, do you want to go get a hot fudge sundae from McDonald's? And and, uh, you know, and you wore your costume in the McDonald's, right? I was 12 or 13. I had this, you know, my whole ninja outfit had on my ninja boots, the whole ninja thing, my mask, you know, and also a very real sword. <laughs> <laughs> that would hang off to the side and it was one of those swords that was metal and i guess it's aluminum alloy like it couldn't be sharpened like the blade wasn't sharp but it had a sharp point on the end and i remember walking into mcdonald's and you know with my sister and my mom 
And the lady at the register was like, oh, I like your, your thing. Is that a real sword? And I'm like, yep. And I pulled it out at McDonald's. And she's like, wow, that's great. And I put it back and I thought, I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore. I don't think you can walk into McDonald's with a sword and wave it around in the lobby. No, I'm sure you can't. I'm sure. I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> sure it's uh, it's frowned it's frowned upon. It's funny, you know. That I had that in my notes was the was the uh, McDonald's cards, right? And it was so when you're out as your as a kid trick or treating, right? Like, you know, I think now it's uh, you know, you go to the store to buy the the candy to give out, and it's just like these ginormous bags of you know, and it's and they're mixed by whoever the manufacturer is, right? It, it, so you could have, you know, Snickers and, and, and Milky Ways and Twix and all that in one bag and then whatever. And I, I, from what I remember, like, that started coming on later as trick-or-treating, but it was like, mm. you know, I remember getting, like, things like Sugar Daddies and Smarties, um, Tootsie Rolls. I love Tootsie Rolls, you know, and, and for me to get, a like, a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, which now you can get them in the shapes of pumpkins and you can get them in the shapes of eggs at these... You know Bats. I mean? They have bat-shaped ones now. Yeah, I don't remember them being like that as a kid. It was just like a peanut butter cup, but those were like gold, right? And you would, after you would go out, you'd come home that night and you would dump your whatever it was, your bag or your 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 bucket, pillowcase, whatever, and you kind of like go sorting through and everything. And you know, my kids was got into kind of doing like wheeling and dealing afterwards. Like, I'll give you three of these for one of the, you know what I mean? And um, but I just remember that like getting those kinds of candies and, and really loving them. But I got to be honest, man, like the McDonald's coupons or whatever you get, like they just, they sat in the bag and got crinkled and thrown away. Like it was such a, uh, and I remember them trying to sell them to me. And I think we bought them a couple of times and where, where you get fries or whatever, but like, you know, I never used them as a kid. I mean, it just, they, they were, but I think for yeah. people, especially if you watch like old commercials from the eighties, like you get like 20 of them. For what a dollar, something like that. I mean, that's a lot yeah, the, of coupons to to hand out to kids. Right. That's a that's pretty pretty good for a household, you know. So for me, um, as a kid, I yeah, throw them away. This is paper, you know. Maybe my mom would have been like, oh, we'll put them away, because because she was a coupon clipper type of person. Um, she still is. Like she'll still come over and be like, oh, here, and it'll be like, you know, McDonald's get a Big Mac and this and that or whatever types of thing. I'm like, oh, thanks, mom. And I just I don't like Big Macs. But it was like those um, rolled up coins, another one. Now, you look back and it's like it's money, right? But as a kid, I, I didn't want the stupid rolled up coins. And it was always old ladies. I mean, whatever. They didn't want to go out and buy candy. They didn't go to the store. Whatever whatever it was back in their day, that was a big treat. But as a kid, you know, we're talking as a, as 8- as and 10-year-old Robbie and Sean. You didn't want that. You wanted you wanted the candy. You didn't want the coupons or nothing like that, right? But... The, the benefit was, did you guys get the UNICEF boxes at school to take along as you went trick-or-treating? No, no, we never uh, never got those. Really? So I, 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 I don't even know what it actually stands. I think it was something to basically feed children around the world, mm -hmm. right? Less fortunate kids or whatever. But, I mean, you're going out trick-or-treating. And, and, and kudos to UNICEF for being like, hey, we give them to these kids, and they will go doing are bidding for us, right, to get the money. And I, I looked up something, like, it's like they've raised, to, you know, from the time it started um, to, to date is like $170 million just in Halloween, I think, collections. I could be wrong, but it was something like that. I mean, it's a crazy amount of money and, and great for if it's going to a good cause. But as a kid, again, you didn't want to. But when old lady down the street gave you the rolled-up coins, usually it's like five pennies in, a tin, in tinfoil, 
you put them in there. Or you'd go and ask your mom, can I get some change? And they just dump all that spare change they had. And you'd take your UNICEF box in. But I never asked for money with the UNICEF box in. Um, so you didn't have them, but I'm sure there's people listening that go, oh my gosh, I forgot about the UNICEF box. Yes, we had them and they stayed at home on trick or treat night and we'd put spare change in them. Well, the, my first two thoughts, the first one is it's possible that they had something like that. And they were like, well, little Robbie O'Hara is not bringing that money back. <laughs> so maybe they, because that's all I can think of is like now, like if I were a kid and, and I came home with that box of change, you know, especially if there was an arcade nearby, I'd be like, oh, sorry, they only take quarters. <laughs> ching, 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 you mm-hmm. know, and, and come back with that. Um, and the other thing, I mean, you know, not to make light of it, but, uh, you know, it's like, well, there are kids that need, uh, that are hungry. Hey, why don't you come trick-or-treating with us? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go home full tonight, buddy. You right. know, you're going to get all kinds of stuff. And this is all, um, this is all coming from the mindset of a child too. So we're not, you know, we're not jerks. Sure, right, we're right, not being jerks. Yeah. We're, we're, we're thinking no. of this as a kid. Um, but, uh, the, yeah, I remember getting changed. Like anything that was not candy was immediately shifted to that second smaller pile. Mm-hmm. There was a dentist who lived in my neighborhood that gave us a toothbrush every year, a little single boxed up toothbrush. And I remember that usually went right in the trash. Yep. And um, I don't remember what they were, but I remember getting like a tiny little comic book or thing. And I can't remember if it was... Um, like religious I was based, say it was, or it was probably like a Jehovah's booklet or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, it was like you know, an inch by an inch or so. I mean, just like the little tiniest, mm-hmm. you know, book thing like that. And you get that, and you'd go, nope, and toss that. Um, I did do my uh, the way that our house was laid out was my bedroom was at one end of a hallway. And my sister's bedroom was at the other end of the hallway and our doors opened and we could see each other. So when we got back from trick-or-treating, we would go to our rooms, dump our stuff out, and then that's when you did the sorting. You know, like all of a sudden I'm an Amazon worker. I'm like, here's the chocolate, here's the Smarties, here's the whatever, you know, and here's the toothbrush. And then when you were done, I mean, you made that other pile of like, man, this is the stuff that, you know, I don't like so much. And then once it was done, then I would summon the sister and be like, all right, come through the DMZ area. <laughs> you know, and she would come down and then I'd be like, all right, here's what I got, you know. And uh, she didn't really like uh, chocolate stuff. So if you got a Reese's or a Kit Kat, she didn't really like those. And so um, I think she was much more of a dumb, uh, dumb sucker type yeah. person, you know, and, or, you know, and so... Uh, um, so, you know, I'd be like, okay, I'll give you, you know, this dumb, dumb for a, a Kit Kat or something like that. And, um, yeah, speaking of Kit Kats and you were talking about, uh, Reese's pieces or Reese's peanut butter cups, having the different Halloween things. Now, uh, I went to the store the other day and I just happened to be walking through the Halloween candy aisle and there was this big green bag of Kit Kat and I think it was called Witch's Brew or Witch's... Fi- and it's like a new flavor for Halloween. And it is either... I guess underneath the chocolate, they have put a layer of marshmallow. Mm. So it's it's Kit Kat with... I gotta tell you... Not for uh, me. 
we're out of them because we, we bought we bought the bag and opened it and put it in the in the big dish by the front front door, you know. And and uh, every time I walk by, the bowl's down a little bit. And there's a few wrappers <laughs> laying next to the bowl. And, I mean, nobody in this house even hides the evidence. They just keep walking through. So yeah, we are uh, uh, we're having trick or treaters either tonight or tomorrow. It's confusing. We can talk about this too. Uh, but I've got to get some candy, uh, again, we're yeah. already out of the candy we were going to hand out. Yeah. Well, we, you and I were talking about that the other day before I got to work that here at my house, like that's always been an ongoing thing is that my wife will buy the big bags, right? And they get open just a couple and it's gone. And then my wife's got to go buy another big bag and, and it's not her, it's not the kids, it's, not me, it's all of us. It's just like you said, it's there and we all just kind of go in and we have like a little, um, kind of like China cabinet type thing, an old vintage cabinet thing, and that's where it is. And you can hear the way it opens and closes. It's like a snap bead, so it's kind of loud. And you know everyone's in there. And so this year we we bought the the Halloween candy to hand out, and we it is in my car, unopened because if it's there, I won't open it. They can't open it, but if it's in the house, some will someone will you know, find it and it'll get opened. Even without asking, like it could be in the cabinet and the big bag could be closed and a kid will be like, yeah, whatever, it's here, free game. So we kind of do the same thing. Um, do you remember like Rice Krispie Treats now, like you could buy them for lunches and they're individually packed. I don't re were they like that as a kid? Because I remember, and this kind of goes along with getting the coupons of the rolled up coins, you know, the people who would make the homemade stuff. So you'd get like individually wrapped Rice Krispie treats, right? My mom would make the tray. She wouldn't hand them out, but I'm just saying like, so people were doing that and cutting them. And sometimes you'd get them at school, but it was like that, or you'd get the uh, caramel apples, candy apples. Like those again, for me, right in the, right in the trash. Like even now to this day, like I'm not eating stuff that someone else made. <laughs> Right. Made, no, I, you know what? As a kid, it didn't bother me. Uh, and, and because a lot of times it was like, um, I don't know where you trick or treated, like if it was outside your neighborhood or if you went in a big area, but my neighborhood was uh, this area that was like, it was six blocks and then it was, you know, two miles outside of town. So it was just this um, bubble. You know what I mean? Like it was Sun Valley. And you knew all the people in Sun Valley. Even if you didn't know them, you would be like, oh, there's the people that live two houses down from the Smiths or whatever, you know. So so you knew every house. So, um, like, there was this lady, and uh, she made popcorn balls. But <laughs> I think what happened was, you know, kids would get them home, and their parents wouldn't let them eat them. Right. And they were like, where did that come from? And you're like, I came from the Rollingers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. their, their mom made them. But uh, she had a thing. I remember one year that said you had to have a note from your mom saying it was okay. Because I'm sure she was, you know, she was seeing them out in the street you know, or whatever, you know, where people had got them. Uh, so that's kind of, uh, and I always thought, who's going to go? Because it was all the way on the other side of the neighborhood. Like, there's no way I was going home to get a note and come all the way back. Yeah. It says, little Robbie the devil can have, uh, you know, your popcorn balls. <laughs> well, it's, I'm not I doing mean, that. I mean, it's probably one of those things, like, especially if it was an older person or something, or even, like, people that were our parents' age at the time. You know, things have progressed into being very um, 
protective and everything is scary mm. and it's i think i feel like it started when we were kids with everything stranger day like it just got worse and worse and worse and worse to where probably back when you know our parents and our grandparents were younger if they were doing something like that it was not on like there was no going to the store and buying big things of candy probably the way it is now i mean it's insane it's absolutely insane the way you can spend so much money on this stuff where back then it probably was you know that was the thing like you went and you know Mrs. Jones made the popcorn balls and Mrs. Martin had the candy apples and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Right. But we were, we were so, in, it was so instilled in our heads that there was going to be the razor blades and, and, and that kind of stuff. Right. And I think, you know, we don't have to get real deep into it, but I know you and I have talked about it and we may have mentioned it on our last episode of, of Halloween about how that kind of all has been somewhat debunked. Like, yeah, things happen, but it wasn't, but it's that panic, right. That, that happens. It's like the shark attacks. God, you can't go to the beach. There's millions of miles of beach, but everyone's going to get attacked by a shark, right? If you go to it. And I felt as though we were kind of leading away from that. And then I watched the news last week and I was like, am, am I seeing this? Like they're warning about, oh, you got to be careful because, you know, there's all these treats out there and that look like Cheetos and they look like bags of this or that, but they, they're actually, you know, uh, edibles. So they have THC in them, and, this, and I'm going, come on, like it's the same. Like you really think that this guy's going to be handing his edibles out to kids? No, well, that's no. what I was going to ask you. <laughs> now, now answer this question honestly: When you hand out candy for Halloween, do you hand out small, like Halloween-sized candy, or do you hand out full-sized candy bars? Uh, we get the, we get the Halloween size, but I right. we do like a handful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I'm not like okay, sure, here's sure. one for you. Right. Here, you know, we do now, handfuls, but the reason why we don't give out full size candy bars is because it's expensive. Yes, and so are who edibles. Who is handing out <laughs> right? Who is handing out their weed stash to kids? You know, I'm the world. Like I'm the guy. I will go to the. The Halloween aisle, the candy aisle, and you go, oh, there's, you know, miniature, like there's that one, the best bag has Hershey's bars, Kit Kats, um, little Reese's Cups, and so, you know, it's like that mixture, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Mr. Good Bar in there, whatever. And it'll be like $2.99. Then right next to that will be like, this is candy no kid would ever eat, and it's $2.79. And I go, well, it's cheaper. 20 cents, I'll take it. <laughs> I get it because I'm like, that's, I'm not eating it, you know? That's the backup bag. Because we usually right, yes, we yeah. usually have one of those too. Because uh, in the past, um, my first house that we had, I'm on my third house now, but in my first house that we had and the kids, there was nobody trick-or-treating at our house. Like we lived on a busier street. We did discover that behind us, in the neighborhood behind us, it was crazy insane, just like a movie. And we started going there, but... Um, then when we moved and we moved into a different neighborhood, it was like it was like the movies that that you know what I mean. Like there was just tons of kids everywhere, and it even the first year was like oh crap, like my kids were getting a ton of candy and coming home and dumping their sacks right and going back out, and it got to a point where my wife was like we gotta go we gotta go through their stuff because we're running out of candy. So we had to kind of, <laughs> so then we kind of learned to like we would get the normal like you said the good stuff right, but you'd always buy that like really cheap bag that's like the size of you know, a sleeping bag <laughs> because, right. because you're like, that's the stuff that we got to go to at the end. If we 
run out, right? Or you, or you might even use it as, as like filler, right? It's like I, I feed birds here, right? And I buy nice, you know, black oil sunflower seeds. But you can also buy real cheap. You can buy the, the what I call the junk seed, where it has black oil sunflowers, but it also has every other weed seed that's gonna, you know, destroy your lawn. Um, to, to, <laughs> as filler, and it's kind of the same idea. So you kind of throw them in there, but yeah, I, I mean, when I saw that, I just thought this is insane, man. This is like, come on, really? Do we have to do this again? This is the yeah. thing because you know, marijuana just became legalized in New York State, but as of right now, we don't have. You know, you can't go to a dispensary or anything unless you have a medical or whatever. But you know, you can see um, like other states that are neighboring states where they do have them, and like. The stuff is expensive. Like, I think what right. you have to worry about is, you know, dad or mom or whoever that actually has those things, like accidentally leaving them somewhere. Like, no one's handing that crap out. It just, it really irked me because I was like, I thought we got away from this. Like, I thought, right. like, I thought we got away with it. And, you know, with the whole pandemic bull crap that's going on the past two years now, like maybe Halloween and all these things can be a time to just kind of not stressed about something. So it was something I saw really quickly on the local news. I haven't seen anything about it. So I'm hoping it was just a little like, uh, we got to fill this 30 second spot. What do you got? Right. Um, marijuana edibles. Don't hand them out. Okay. Throw something together. Right. Well, first of all, yeah. I mean, they get that stuff from Facebook or whatever, right? Like people go there and, and some of the, I've seen that Cheetos post on Facebook where it says, you know, by the way, this looks a lot like it since somebody fills in a story and then they, they go, okay, let's run that on the news, which is a terrible way to do your research for news is from some old lady's Facebook post, you know. Um, I feel like, uh, number one, uh, if I were to commit a crime, the last thing I would want to, where I would want to commit that crime would be on my own porch. <laughs> Uh, so, so like, you know, I'm, you know, when they had that, the big aspirin or Tylenol scare where, where the person had, uh, laced Tylenol with cyanide, which by the way is, is why we have tamper proof bottles. Now that, that was a direct result of that. Uh, they, they weren't like going to work and going, Hey, does anybody need a Tylenol? <laughs> like, no, they would go back into the store. And then that was even, uh, you know, uh, uh, a targeted attack that then they were putting them in the stores to kind of throw the scent off. The first one was uh, this lady poisoning her husband. And then she was like, Hey, if I put these other ones in the store, I could pretend like it was this, this thing, you know? So I believe I have read that no child has ever uh, died of from Halloween candy or tampered Halloween candy, except for, um, ones that were poisoned or or um tampered with by their parents mm -hmm. uh, which was occasionally a thing you know so you didn't really have to worry about a stranger killing you it was just your parents uh, that, that might you know try to knock you off and then blame it uh i did read a uh an article from the uh, early uh, mid 80s uh, about a kid who ate half a candy bar and then took it into his parents and said, Hey, I think there might be ant poison on this. And they took it in to get tested and it did have ant poison on it. Uh, which you think, how would a 10 year old know that? And then, you know, after questioning him, it found out that he had put ant poison on it. So, uh, yeah, it, it was just not a, uh, it really wasn't, wasn't a thing and it was never a thing, but it's maybe that goes with, 
uh, you know, Legends of Halloween and things like that. But yeah, I, I every year, you know, oh yeah, now they're giving away now they're giving away heroin. Really? <laughs> I'm gonna line up at that house <laughs> and uh, you know try to resell that or something. And and uh, but again, you know, when I think of a crime, I think of like guys in in vans with tinted windows sneaking around trying not to get caught doing something you know going at night to break into a house or whatever um you know i mean if you got an apple first of all i could probably name every house in my life that tried to give me an apple or some thing that wasn't you know tamper-proof like sealed candy yeah. right so like like i just said uh the Rollingers were the family that gave us the popcorn balls. You know, there was another family, the Smiths, that had caramel apples. That was the same thing. So, like, you remember that as a kid. So, if you got home and you got this caramel apple and there's a razor blade in it, and they're like, Jesus, we got to get to the bottom of this. And you go, it was the Smiths. That's what... <laughs> I got this from the Smiths. I would know exactly where it came from. Yeah, because just like every kid knows which is the house that does give out the big candy bars right we had one in our last neighborhood he would do it mm-hmm. for the neighborhood kids but every all the neighborhood kids knew like oh mr bomb gives big candy bars to the neighborhood kids but you you when you're younger you knew there was a house somewhere just like you knew the house that gave you the candy apple because anyone listening to this if you're handing out candy this year you're not going out with your kids like my kids are at an age now we don't go anymore my youngest is going to be 14. Um, but they still do go out. My wife encourages, hey, you go out to your high school, go. You know, and they're going on a big group. But if you're handing out candy, you watch. Nine out of ten kids, they watch when your hand goes into that bag to drop it in. They're watching what you're putting in there. So you know. Oh, yeah. You, you, know the, oh, yeah. you know the big candy bar. You know the candy apple. You know the tinfoil lady. You know, but you still go every year because it's like oh, it's, sure, it's, yeah. it's like you gotta go in a row. You gotta you just you're out there and it's such a good time and you're like yeah whatever we'll throw it out you know put it in the piggy bank or whatever you know what I mean. So yeah. you remember that stuff. Um, let, let's kind of transition to another thing that I think has changed. It definitely has changed over the years, and that's that's Halloween parties at school. I mean, I remember when you could actually go to school and kids could wear their costumes, and by costumes I mean the entire costume. Nowadays, when my kids were younger, they could wear a costume, no mask. You weren't allowed to wear a mask. Um, and I'm not really sure what what's what's the contributing factor to that, whether it was um, safety, I think they would say sometimes. And I don't know if that was safety of a kid that would get scared or if it was safety because they were afraid that somebody would sneak in, like, you know, a little person's going to sneak in and do something mischievous to a school dressed as a kid, with, you know, like Chucky. Is gonna yeah. Show you know, so it's one of those things like, is this, is this that whole era we're in now where, um, you know, everyone's got to be protected because it, they might get upset or whatever. I mean, it's, it's Halloween, man. We all did it as kids and I get it. Like costumes, probably masks now probably are a little bit more creepier, but I don't know. Let the parent be decide whether or not, you know, their kid's going to wear an extremely scary mask to school. And if it's good judgment or maybe, because I think too, like sometimes you'd have like your school costume and then you'd have your out trick or treating costume at night or something. I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's like, I remember as a kid, you'd have the Halloween parties. And like we said earlier, you know, people would bring in stuff. So you'd have the homemade cupcakes that maybe had the colored, like you said, the colored sprinkles on them, or maybe they were blood red. Um, 
you'd have uh, like, like I said the, the rings that's I totally forgot about that until you said that but they you have like the spider rings were the big thing right the spider rings they might be sticking in the top, top of the cupcake um the munchkins but people had their masks on and uh again. I remember as a kid uh and in specifically fifth and sixth grade uh wearing my costume to school and then at one point during the day our teacher was like everybody up we're gonna go tour the other classrooms and uh it, i mean this was a pretty small elementary school there was like two sixth grade classrooms two fifth grade two fourth grade like that uh, and so we got up and we toured the other classrooms. We would walk in there and stand, line up by the chalkboard and all the kids would see our costumes. And uh, then we would leave and go to the next classroom. And then later, you know, the next hour, a different classroom would tour all the other. So you got to see not just the kids that you were in class with, but you got to see everyone's costume. I don't think there was any trick-or-treating involved. Like, I don't think we got candy for doing it. It was just, you know, a way so that everybody in the school got to see your costume. And of course there would always be those two sad kids that had the same costume, <laughs> you know, like they had both bought, you know, like, Oh, Joey's an Ewok. And so is Shelly. She's an Ewok. And so you try to get them to stand apart from each other. So they're not like Ewok twins sitting at the uh, end of the thing. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned the uh, individual, you know, the, like the cupcakes and things like that. I remember this for, um, not just Halloween, but like birthday parties at school and things like that, but definitely Halloween. Like we had a, a Halloween, uh, party and my mom, uh, for a, a, many of the years that I was in elementary school was our homeroom mom. You remember that? Mm -hmm. So there would be yep. one mom who would volunteer and they would set up the parties and do this and that, you know, and my mom would always bake like cupcakes, like what we're talking about, you know, uh, and bring them with the little rings and stuff in it. And I remember when my kids first started going to elementary school, uh, one of the things they said is for a party like that, it can't be homemade stuff anymore. It has to be sealed, uh, you know, things that are store purchased. Uh, it can't even be like a cake and then you slice it in the classroom. I mean, you, you send, you know, 30 individual whatevers, mm -hmm. uh, and they split it up. And, uh, I don't even know that they let them do food stuff anymore, you know, due to, um, allergies. allergies. It is amazing yeah. that anybody our age survived that, uh, I don't, I don't remember knowing anyone with a peanut allergy. I, I, I don't know how, the, how I that think, works. I but. think I can re recall one time someone in uh, class and they just sat at another desk. <laughs> and, and I'm not trying, <laughs> and, and, and we're not trying to make light of that. You know, I mean, I right? understand there's a lot of things that are discovered yeah. like, oh, this kid that was always getting sick for whatever could have, uh, you know, this allergy to this or, or to that or whatever. But yeah, it's, it was like that with our kids. It was, um, I think we still could. I think you had to like have not permission, but. Um, I think you still could, but it, there was like regulations on it as far as what could be brought in and made and how it could be made. It had to be, you know, could be no peanuts or nuts or anything like that, which yeah. I, which I understand that, you know, it's, this, that's a little different than not wearing a mask because, uh, little Johnny might get scared or whatever the reasoning behind it. Maybe there, maybe there's some deeper right. meaning that I, I don't understand, but to me, 
again, and you coming from when we were kids in the 80s, you did that. And now to where it's like there's just so many like that's the, the costume, like the mask, like going back to like the Ben Cooper and or, or if you went to Spencer's like Spencer's, I think, was like a lot of times where you'd get like the, the more expensive rubber masks. And maybe when you were more mm-hmm. of a teenager, um, but that made it because up here, up north, I mean, there's a lot of times, especially when you're a kid, like you're wearing a coat when you go out for, mm. for trick-or-treating because it's cold. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you had that plastic smock that said Frankenstein or, you know, Superman or Holly Hobby or whatever it said, but the mask is what showed off what you were because you had a right, coat on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, t- yeah I, I guess, um, I don't know. Guess so here's a, here's a question for you. We have received notification that in my town, uh, Yukon, which is a suburb of Oklahoma City, that they have moved trick-or-treat night, the official trick-or-treat night, to Saturday. Um, the official reason they have given is that because Sunday night is a school night. And, you know, kids have school Monday morning. Now, when Halloween is on a Monday, they don't move it. Or a Tuesday, they don't move it. Or a Wednesday or a Thursday, they don't move it. But there's kind of an unspoken rule that smaller suburbs, especially here in the Midwest, if Halloween falls on a Sunday, they'll move it to Saturday. So it's not really about being a school night. It is more based in a, uh, a church yeah. type thing. They don't want to do it on Sunday. Okay. The problem that we've had this year and that when this has happened in the past is that Oklahoma City and many of the other towns don't move trick-or-treating night. So in the newspaper, there's an article that says, if you're in these 10 towns in the metro area, it's on Sunday night. But if you're in these 10 towns, it's on Saturday night. Now, I live literally in a neighborhood that is on the border between Yukon and Oklahoma City. My utilities are all Oklahoma City. Uh, But my address, my mailing address is Yukon. So... I don't know when kids are going to be coming by tonight. <laughs> I don't know if they're coming on Saturday or if they're coming on Sunday. And I told my wife, if I were 12 years old, you can bet a whole sack load of candy that I would have been trick-or-treating twice. <laughs> I'd have gone out on Saturday and I'd have gone out on Sunday. So I don't know when they're going to come. I'm thinking about my wife and my daughter are out of town. Uh, I'm thinking about just eating the candy dish and saying the kids came by tonight. You know what? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it re- it really is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, Halloween is Halloween. It, it's it's just let the kids have fun. And I first mean, of all, it's one day a year. Yeah, you know. I, and the other thing is, now with the current push that we have, it's like kids aren't out at one in the morning trick or treating. <laughs> I mean, it gets dark here, like at six o'clock. I think that's the official start time. So kids are going out from six. I mean, by eight o'clock, nine o'clock, that's it. You're not getting any other kids. So it's not like you come in on Monday. Oh, couldn't do my homework. Yeah. I was at trick or treat. It's not happening. So I it's mean, very I, annoying. I I remember going out. Um, it's it, you're again thinking back as a child. Like it seemed like we were out super late, right till eleven o'clock, and it was probably like eight thirty. Because it gets, right. it gets so dark so early here, right? Um, but I remember like going trick or treating. I also remember going 
to the elementary school that I went to, Fletcher School uh, in Tonawanda, and like they would have like a thing set up there, and you would get a bag there, and um, it was a whole, it was like a whole night. It was just it wasn't on special nights. Um, I, I know they did mall things. I don't recall it as a kid ever going to one, or maybe they advertised them. My mom just didn't take us, um, just because of doing some research. I found some some old uh, videos from malls in like '84, and uh, they're kind of interesting because you can see the costumes of it in '84. You know, these kids walking around. But um, I know that was a big thing when my son was young. We would do that during the day, and then we would still go trick or treating at night, trunk or treat. Not sure if it was a thing when I was a kid. I know it is now. We've hit them. Uh, because they're in the neighborhood. Um, but, uh, yeah, to move it, I don't know, man. It's kind of ridiculous. It's like, like you said, you're not staying out to the, to the wee hours of the morning. So just, uh, but, but there's a, there's a definitely an, an underlining reason of why, sure. I guess, out in the Southwest that, that you're not doing yeah. it on a Sunday. And, it, you know, I, I haven't encountered that here up in New York. Yeah. You know, those, there's those people, um, and I don't mean this to, to sound derogatory, but uh, like sometimes you would write Xmas instead of Christmas, yeah. and they would always correct you. They would be like, nope, yeah. you know, you're the Christ out on Christmas. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, yeah. And, and But it was like their thing, right? Mm-hmm. My thing is, uh, as long as my kids were, I mean, from the age of one to two, we took them until they lost interest was they were going to trick-or-treat on Halloween night, period. And that was my thing. I loved, and this is probably why we're the nostalgic people that we are. I loved trick-or-treating, and I loved Halloween so much as a kid. Uh, And I would think kids would love it even more today because... Like, when I was a little kid, I remember my my parents never went to the door with me. I mean, with trick-or-treating. They never walked up to a stranger's door. Sometimes they would be on, on the sidewalk or on the curb and walking house to house. But they weren't, you know, up there at the door making sure, you know, things were going all right. And then starting in, like, fifth grade, we went on our own. And that was our night. It was like, you walk out, the neighbors are walking out. You know, you saw your buddies, and you're like, let's do this. Let's take this t- neighborhood for all the candy it's worth you know and it was like you're you're i mean it was just the greatest memory and so when i had kids i mean when when we had morgan and she was born in july i was like gosh do they have halloween costumes for three months old and my wife was like you're not taking that kid out trick-or-treating i was like oh yes i am because that's what you do mm-hmm. and i remember i've told this story before i probably told it uh if we've talked about halloween stuff before but there was one year in particular where every single thing lined up. They had uh, Haunt the Zoo, which is you went to the zoo, and there were people at every animal thing and handing out candy, and we took my son to that. I mean, I want to say he was about seven, eight, somewhere in there. And uh, then they had Haunt the Tunnels uh, at work, which is where his daycare was. And there's tunnels underneath uh, our campus and they take the kids and, and all the employees come down and hand out candy to the kids. And then there was Haunt the Halls, which was hosted by the high school. And we took the kids up to the high school and all the high school kids, it was a fundraiser and they gave out candy. And then there was Trunk or Treat right next to my house. And, and the, literally a parking lot of a, a school right next to my house. And you went there and the kids went, you know, and Halloween night came and my son came out and I was like, where's your costume, buddy? And he said, Dad, I just don't want to go. 
I've got so I've trick or treated four times, you know, in the past week. I've got so much candy, I just don't want to go. And I looked at him and I was like, "You put that costume on. You get your ass in there, <laughs> and we are going trick or treating <laughs> because this is Halloween, <laughs> and all that other stuff does not replace Halloween. I mean, it can be in addition." Halloween, right? But it is not Halloween, right? And it is October 3rd. And he's like, Well, nobody wants to go. I was like, Well, then you're gonna get more candy because mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll be the only one. I don't care. And I told him, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm playing it up a little bit, but if it becomes, Well, I don't want to go trick or treating on Halloween because I did trunk or treat, well, guess what? Next year, we're not doing trunk or treat, <laughs> right? <laughs> Next week, we're just going uh, out on Halloween, so. But yeah, it, it's just uh, all of those things are presented as safe alternatives to trick or treating. You know, we have a trick or treat like a, a Halloween festival in our town, and you go there and they do face paintings and they have uh, little things like that. And uh, uh, and the kids want to go to that. That's fine. But to me, it's not a hallow. It's not a trick or treating replacement. There's just something about uh, Halloween that, I mean, that night that is uh, uh, special. That is just special. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we're going to wrap up, but I think that's the moral of this podcast, this episode, is just enjoy Halloween. You know what I mean? Of course, be cautious. Watch for cars in the dark and all that kind of stuff. But let's just let Halloween be on Halloween. Let kids have fun. Don't worry about the edibles. Don't worry about the razor blades. <laughs> you know, if the package is open, uh, okay, you probably got 50 other Smarties or Snickers or whatever. But really, Halloween, it's a great holiday. Enjoy it and if, let the kids enjoy it. If you get a bunch of uh, chocolate, Reese's peanut butter cups in your sack, you better bring it to old dad. Let me go through and make sure there's no razors or needles in there. And you might get a few less uh, chocolate candy bars back. But uh, they were probably tampered with. It's all right. Yeah. All right. Well, Rob, this was fun. Uh, we're wrapping this up. If anyone wants to find your stuff, they go to robohara.com. You want to find any of my other podcasts that are starting to creep back into the system, go to alldutchpods.com. And uh, I think that's uh, that's about all we got for, for this month. We'll be back with our thing. No, I actually have a movie in mind that I'd like to do. We'll talk about that when, the, uh, when we're done here. So uh, everybody enjoy Halloween. Let the kids enjoy it. And we will talk to you. Later.